on it and then they pull the fucking fire alarm. So one day that damn alarm goes off and I go running up six floors because I'm at the Heartland Hotel. If you ever seen the hotel downtown, there's a beautiful sign that says Heartland Hotel off Geary Street. And I'd go down there and, and I'd work there. And one day at like three in the morning, that fucking alarm goes off and I know there's no fire. So I go running up these five flights of stairs and I go checking out all these people and I get up to floor five and all of a sudden, I see water. And you don't expect in a fire situation to see a hell of a lot of water everywhere. And there's water coming around. So I go around and I go around and I go around. I go to this woman's room. So I go to this woman's room and I peek through her door and I look in and she's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I go looking, what the fuck? And all of a sudden there's water up to like the bottom of that chair. Okay, all right. And at the, at the bottom of the water, there's like a whole bunch of water. And I'm like, holy shit, there's a whole shit ton of water. And she burst a pipe being on one, fucking around with her pipe. She broke it. She broke a pipe in the middle of the night. So I go running downstairs with nobody to do anything with because I'm a temp on a temp job in the middle of fucking nowhere. And suddenly, there's just... I. I one quick thing. There's, if any building that you live in, all your bathrooms are kind of in a row. Any apartment you live in, they're all in a row because they don't want their water to fuck up. So the water is coming down over our little bathroom that we use for our dumbasses. And I look in the far distance and suddenly there's just water flowing down the back wall like the shining. And it's just <laughs> garbage water flowing down. And suddenly, like... You know, I resolve it, but I know I'm out of time and I don't want to overrun my time. So anyway, take care, guys. George Davis! Stay up there for comments and stuff. Stay up there for comments and stuff. Um, the, uh, the water bit, um, you told the intro to it like three times. Like you told it, like uh, you said, like I work at this place, and then there was this thing, and then I ran up these stairs, and then like you started over, in, like a different way telling it. Like you told the intro to the bit like two or three times, yeah. um, so you could shorten that by like a th like two thirds. <laughs> they could just say like I was a temp at uh, Heartland Hotel and the TL. Uh, crazy people worked there one night. Somebody fucked up the water. Um, that's all you got to say. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I really liked it. It's like you've got a good storytelling vibe. And I agree with Tim what Timothy said. It's like it's a, more of a storytelling vibe. I could totally sit here as a story, but um, like as a stand up bit, I put in more tags and punchlines. Yeah. Right? Because like that, you got there. Because I was going to say with the waterfall, you know, like, like the shining, that was perfect. That was, that was great. But you can definitely stuff more things like that in there. Like, and how did she break the pipe? And she's like, what did she look like? There's like. I, I have so, a tag so for it. Rich, but I, it was very good delivery. I have an actual tag for it. Why do they always put the addicts in the attic? Why do they put her on the fifth floor? Why would they do that? Put the addicts on the ground floor, not in the attic. Because when they fuck up, they're not going to fuck up the whole building if they're on the ground floor, right? If they're on the fifth floor, it comes down, it ruins the whole building like The Shining. Addicts in the attic. I was going to say, when, you, uh, when you're trying to think of some way to resolve what's not a fire, you can't call the fire department because they're just going to make it worse. Yeah, exactly. More water. That's the, what you don't want is, is more that water. Is that about Bowie and Prince true? 
Yeah. No, no, it's not because Prince is one of the only people in history who never had, he never had a sexual harassment suit. He never had, he was never accused of pedophilia. He's never been accused of anything. He never really had a news story about him except when he changed his name to a symbol. I mean, because I was thinking he could, like, to make it a little less awkward, you could say that, like, I've made this joke just, like, hanging out with girls before that, like, every girl in my generation's, like, sexuality is responsible from Bowie and those fucking ball pants and labyrinth. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, dance, magic, dance. Uh, yeah, yeah, and he's got the, the balls. You know, he's, he's got the balls. He's playing with the balls. He's got the balls hanging out. Um, yeah, yeah. Baby with the magic. I mean, the but balls. I, I don't, I don't, and then you can make a joke about, what's her name? Jennifer Connelly? She was young in that movie, like yeah. 14 when that happened. That's, the, that's what I was seeing. So we, let me, like, we, like, I know Bowie fucked Jennifer Connelly on the set. He had to have. But, like, I don't know if there's any actual pedophilia threats on Bowie, but... Uh, that could be like an implied one that's funny. Um, otherwise, maybe it's just awkward. I don't know. Um, I'd think about that one. Sheena, yeah. How old was Sheena E? I think you turned that off, by the way. There's an on-off switch on that. Don't work out. Uh, I, I don't know how, she, how old Sheena E was when she played with Prince, but I mean, if she was under 18, you could probably make yeah. you know, yeah. a joke about Sheena, Sheena E. Why do I know about... <laughs> Sheila E. Sheila E. Thank you. It was. Thank you. Yeah, he's old school. I'm thinking of Sheena Easton. Sheena Easton is yeah. different than. Well, still Sheena they all play drums. <laughs> In the eighties. Thank you. Yeah, George. Yay! All righty, guys. Your next comedian uh, has a show here on Sundays from six to eight called The Immutables. She's gonna do it at some time. <laughs> She's very funny though, you guys. And put your hands together right now. It's Trina Roderick. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you. I was actually on my way here, walking down Mission, and there was a homeless guy laying in the street with his feet out and his shoes off. And his his feet, of course, looked like you know fat sausages that were you know that were barbecued and fell in the in the coal, right? Of course. But the problem is that there was this there was this the very clean, fresh, white substance on the, one of his feet that he was twinkling, which of course is alarming. You need to know that immediately. Like if there's cum on a homeless guy's feet, <laughs> his dick might be out. And you need to know that. Have you guys ever seen a homeless guy's dick? It's super pink, super pink. You know how those, right? It's like clean and pink and like, ugh, like lips, anyway. But then there was tons of, then I realized there's also like this major smear of mayonnaise on the floor just, just, out, uh, just next to his feet. And I realized there was obviously a mayo mishap here. I wanted to stop and find out what the mayo mishap was. But I didn't. Um, so this morning, I didn't get up fast enough to give my cat her treats. And so she decided to get off the bed via the nightstand, which gives her the excuse, and I'm putting the word excuse in quotes, to put her butt next to my face on the pillow and hold it there while she sniffs all the things on the nightstand. I just, I feel like somebody out there might like the fact that within the last 24 hours there was a sentient being who made the decision to put her shit-crusted asshole as close to my face as she possibly could for the specific purpose of sending me a message. Right? That was on purpose. 
Okay. <laughs> well, okay, so I realized, okay, I'm going to be 47 in July, you know, as our birthdays come up. And I'm like, I, uh, I, uh, I definitely would not fuck me if I was in my late 30s. And here's how I know. <laughs> I've got reasons. Uh, reason number one is that, um, well, when I was in my late 30s, okay, that's reason number one is I shaved shit. Like, I, I've done stuff. I was a trial lawyer in LA. I wasn't a little bit fish in a big pond. Like, that's the biggest shark tank in America. Like, I have stories. What can I say? <laughs> shark stories. <laughs> um, reason number two is that um, when I was in my late 30, I, 30s, and because that's going to happen a lot, right? Like, I'm going to see. Uh, I was set up on a blind date with Mark Wozniak, who's the younger brother of Steve Wozniak, who started Apple Computer, right? And so um, we met at this posh Woodenville Inn, this posh.com place back then, and as we're in the lobby waiting for my date to show up, they run into an old friend who looks just like Humpty Dumpty, which I'm kind of <coughs> intrigued by because now we have a story, right? This is a story officially. And uh, so I'm kind of half paying attention to this conversation that I don't really need to be involved in because it's getting caught up, and half looking at the door for my date, Prince Charming, to arrive. And out of nowhere, out of nowhere, the waitress seats us. And I'm like, wait, why is Humpty? This, wait, what, wait, what, wait, what, wait, what? Damn. Right? And then at dinner, I find out he's 47. I pull my friend aside. I was like, hold up. Your boy is pushing 50? I don't think so. I was like, the only Humpty I'm going to Dumpty is Chris Farley. You know this about me. We... Have we never met? Anyway, I know, I know everybody likes to fuck over and under a lawyer, but come on. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you. Comments, I have comments. I think that um, you can make the mayonnaise homeless thing, you can mix that in with the cat because you said that his dick was all pink and pristine and your cat's ass is all crusty and gross and covered with poo so I think that there might be some sort of like mushing well, them together like I was just riffing the mayo thing because that really oh. did happen on the way here and we were talking about mayo earlier oh, okay. I, didn't, I didn't actually plan that one well, I was just uniting the audience with a I don't know. I enjoyed the mayonnaise. It, it, worked, it worked, worked okay? I'm All down right. with the mayonnaise. I was just thinking you could just put something with, like, maybe he needs to be in the Mayo Clinic. I thought mm. that would be a punchline <laughs> on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's, right, right, been right, a right. mayonnaise incident I, here. Right, right, Should I call the Mayo Clinic? Should I call the Mayo Clinic? Yeah. There's been a mayonnaise. The 9-1 Mayo Clinic. Yeah, there's something like. Yeah, there we go. And then, uh, I mean, I thought of a tag. It might be a little too gross, maybe weird for a girl. But if I was doing that joke, I would say, like, have you ever seen a homeless guy's dick? I mean, I've came on one's feet, but uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's me. But uh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if you made a weird joke about coming on a guy's feet, uh, <laughs> tell me about it slowly. <laughs> that's a good joke for yourself. That's funny. Yeah. Tell me about it slowly. You need to develop that fetish. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think anybody should be foot fucking any homeless people. I think that that's going over the edge. For the purposes of comedy. For the pur- yes, of course. <laughs> All right. What about my Wozniak story? Oh, yeah, I got some comments. I like it, um, but I I need more detail. I'm not sure okay. why why you wouldn't fuck you. But like, that didn't come clear. No, to me. I wouldn't fuck him. Oh, but you said you wouldn't fuck yourself if you were mm. in your 30s. Right, because now I'm 47. Well, you can't. But wait, what? <laughs> what? Like, I thought the, moment, the premise of the story was like you start. It sounded like you started the story with I wouldn't fuck. Like I'm 47 and I wouldn't fuck myself if I were in my 30s. And yeah. This is, and this is why. Right. And why? Why? You think? Because when I was in my 30s, I wouldn't fuck anybody that close to 50. Okay. Right. Okay. Like I wouldn't do that. Oh. Why would I ask somebody? Why would okay. somebody? I wouldn't. Guy, I wouldn't because fuck of Humpty me. Dumpty. But he was looked like Humpty Dumpty also. But I just wanted to make, I've just got like one tag. So I assume that this, they're in the high tech community, these people. Wozniak's little brother, is he also a tech kind of guy? Does he do tech I things? doubt it. I don't know. I don't okay. recall. I, I assume you say Wozniak, I assume it's tech. And you say he runs into a friend who looks like Humpty Dumpty. Well, you know, not who, wait, un- do you know who, see, I should have I explained well, that. I, but... But okay, so but I, I thought if this is like a high tech story or these are tech guys, he looks like Humpty Dumpty, which is not unheard of in the older male nerd community. Because <laughs> I, I well, know guys that look like that that are like well, the, his the Google, brother. Like I mean, it, I should have realized his brother. Have you you know what Steve Wozniak looks yeah. like? Okay. Yeah, no, I I couldn't figure out. I didn't see the connection between Humpty Dumpty and your date for a while. I thought they were two separate things. Well, so did I for a long time. That was kind of the point. Like, I didn't realize for the first however that we were talking to my date. I was seriously like, no, there's no way they set me up with this guy. Oh, okay. So did he he know what you looked like and come over and introduce himself, or? Well, yeah, but I didn't pay attention. I'm an idiot. (laughs) I was like, there was, it just never, I was was confused for a while. That's... You were just so happy to go on a date. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Okay. Right, right. Okay. I yeah. I anyway. Okay. Thank you. Well, no, that's the whole thing. She was waiting for a date. She was looking at the door. See, I popped that. I caught that part. She was looking at the door, waiting for a date, and then the waitress was like, "Okay, comes he seated," and she's like, "Wah wah wah." So that's the moment where you have to be like, "Holy shit." Humpty Dumpty is my date. Okay, all right. Like, you've got to have a moment where you're like, where you recognize that's what's happening. Well, I need to cut anyway. Thank you. (laughs) Trina Roderick. Uh, Ian Kung's not here, so we're going to pass him and move on to our next comedian who is here. Uh, She hasn't been here in a while, and I'm really excited that she's joined us today. Put your hands together. It's Moon Show. Um, uh, I, uh, I started couples therapy what? by myself. Um, <laughs> that's how it's supposed to go, I think, when you want to um, sustain your unsustainable relationship for as long as possible. Um, but yeah, it's going really well, uh, except I have a sneaking suspicion that my boyfriend has broken up with me through my therapist, and I'm the only one that doesn't know about it. Um... But yeah, but I don't know, like, we'll, we'll see. I'll see her on Friday, so um, I don't know. If he has, I think I'm going to break up with my therapist through my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> um, would be appropriate. I, um, but yeah, no. Uh, he's not my boyfriend anymore. We broke up. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It made sense. Um, I feel like uh, every fight, we, we, I mean, I guess... How do I want to word this? Uh, 
makes sense because I owe, no, sorry. Next joke. Um, he was the type of person, he um, he had a special filter for his water uh, because he thought there was a government conspiracy to uh, fill us with fluoride, uh, to make us docile and dumb. Um, and he didn't want any part of that, so I was like, well, I can understand if I'm dumb because of fluoride, but what is your excuse? Um, it's probably not that good of a joke to burn your ex on stage if it's not that good. <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, I've been um, basically on the world's most adorable bender. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I feel like, but it's like a healthy bender. I feel like it's, um, I have a very healthy relationship with alcohol now, and like a healthy relationship with like a goofy amount of ketamine, uh, and uh, um, it feels really good. Uh, I, hmm was um, on the bus the other day and um, it was stalled for like 10 minutes and there was a Chinese bus driver talking to a black lady and, uh, and there was a bunch of people on the bus and the only people that yelled at the bus driver was like this old white couple and I thought to myself, I was like, oh, maybe it's just like, I don't think, maybe racism isn't like a real thing. Maybe it's just like a lot of people are just like really in a rush. Um, and like white people are in the biggest rush of all. And so I think that's why it's called racism. So, um, they have places to be. Uh, Let's see. I uh, I think that's it. <laughs> Moon chosen. I just saw that you wanted me to call you something else by your name. Moon chosen. Oh, you did. I was like, she's the chosen. Chosen. Yeah, that she could be like Baron Moon chosen. Yeah, Baron Baron Moon chosen. That's so funny. I think that yeah, that went over her head. It's the reference to a movie, The Adventures of Baron von Munchausen. And the 61 of her orbiting Jupiter. It's a really good movie. Okay. Robin Williams plays the King of the Moon. Oh, okay. The For King of the sure. Moon. Uh, I got something for you. Okay. I feel like uh, having, especially if you're trying to shit on your ex, um, you there's a lot more you can work with on the conspiracy theory angle. Yeah. Like, I was thinking, eh, I don't know if this is good, but you could say something like, yeah, he even wore like a little tinfoil hat on his dick. <laughs> now as like a condom. Something about, yeah, there you go. Just fuck with that. People hate people right. who believe in that. <laughs> uh, do you want to know more about the floor, I think? Because I could tell you if I could. But yeah. No, I've heard enough. You know. it, <laughs> we did it for a year. your pineal gland so that you can't uh, open your third eye. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, hey, I think hey, there's hey. a lot with the fluoride. <laughs> like, you could do, like, oh, yeah, there's a conspiracy to not have cavities. Like, yeah. conspiracy to have oh, yeah. teeth. Like, like what? A conspiracy to, like, stop dentists from earning money? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I just would love to hear more about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought with the world's most adorable bender, you could take it in the take it in a different direction and just be like, I watched a bunch of Adventure Time and a bunch of manga and just a little bit of ketamine or oh. something just a bit different. Okay, well, I guess... 
it was supposed to be adorable because I'm adorable, but it's not true, I guess. <laughs> Did you have anything else that's good? Or? I was trying to think of something for the adorable uh, Bender thing because it's uh, that's uh, that's a keeper. Um, yeah, I think it's also stupid to say. No, I, adorable it's, Bender. It's, it's adorable. Oh, yeah, like, like you said, um, the uh, I should I would definitely <laughs> add stuff to all of that. Um, I would do a little research on the floor, I think, because you can find a whole. <laughs> no, really, though, like not like in a way like to like try, under, try and understand him, like research stuff. These idiots that are out there saying this stuff and just rip them apart for like a minute, because yeah. there's gold in there. I, this, I like I listen to that stuff for laughs all the time. Like if I'm not listening to a comedy podcast, oh. I listen to conspiracy nuts and just laugh my ass off at these guys that think this stuff. All right. Um, that Later, like I will tell you some sites to go to. I, I can I can think of a billion ways to make your bender more adorable. Uh, when you get your cherry and your whiskey sour, you ask for sprinkles with it. <laughs> or I like that. if you cute. do like if you do a certain shot that has whipped cream, when you get your you get an Irish coffee and you ask for sprinkles. Or like a on cupcake top of glazed with ketamine. A cupcake glazed with ketamine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Ketamine. Sprinkles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, something with sprinkles. Something ketamine cute. sprinkles. Ketamine sprinkles. Yeah, like. All right. Um, um, I, I went to my pot dispensary and I just I got a brownie, but then I I got the ketamine sprinkles. Oh, that's okay. adorable. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yay! Moon Baron von Moonchosen. All right, your next comedian. I should actually, before we get to that, I should say that tomorrow you guys should go to Brainwash and you can see Stephanie Silverman do 15 minutes, yay, during my showcase from 8 to 9. And I will mention this because you guys are here. I'm going to put it tomorrow on the Bay Area Comedy Network. But I'm totally going to fuck with the sign-up and do it really weird because it always makes me upset when people show up at 6.30 for like the 9 o'clock sign and then they just leave and go off and do other things. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have two sign-ups. I'm going to have a sign-up at 6.30 for the 7 to 8 open mic that'll have 11 spaces and then I'll have a sign up at 8.30 for the 9 to 10 open mic so that I can get people in two groups and hopefully have people there like during the showcase. I don't know. That's just, I'm going to try something different. No one's ever done it that way. It's not going to be pre-signed. It's going to be like show up at 6.30 or show up at 8.30 if you want to be on the 7 or the 9 o'clock. Are you going to make it a puzzle? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to make it a puzzle. Like we have to go to different websites to find our spot. No, that's, that's what I do on Fridays to make yeah. you guys run promotion for me. But tomorrow I'm just going to try to get bodies in the seats by having the, the sign-up be at two different times. So, you know, there'll be 11. There's going to be 22 spots total for open mics. But I'm going to... So if you want to do other mics tomorrow it actually might be beneficial because you don't have to fuck yourself over to be at brainwash at 6 30 you can actually go to omg or go wherever you want and then come back at 8 30 to sign up for the nine o'clock thing just letting you guys know a little ahead of time exciting stuff this friday there's another uh, show here at mutiny radio it's like super packed i've never put 10 comics on a show but i did on this one because uh, they're all not white uh, and the theme is i'm not white and your next comedian is going to be on it so come see him and support him this Friday, but clap right now wildly for Stefan Massey! I'll wait for the class to quiet down. I have all day. I can wait all day. Pam doesn't. She'll go off on you guys. 
No. Um, so since we're talking a lot about homeless people tonight, um, my uh, I went to UC Santa Cruz, and uh, I like to say that Santa Cruz is like an extreme version of Berkeley, um, which I don't mean in a positive way. But one thing they do have uh, both Berkeley and San Francisco over a barrel on is their homeless people. There is a special breed of homeless person in San Francisco. But my absolute favorite guy to see at any point was this one dude down by the boardwalk who was in a wheelchair and he'd hold, always have this uh, styrofoam cup. He'd hold it up in the air and he'd yell, why am I holding this cup? Why am I holding this cup? Why am I holding it? That's, yeah, he was, he was fantastic. Um, so I am wearing shorts, you guys, and uh, I'm kind of shocked that no one really commented on it because I almost never do. Uh, <laughs> what? What was that? Okay, I, I didn't understand. I, I, don't, I don't get that much. Um, thank you. <laughs> They're pale, though. That's the one thing I don't like. I need to get some sun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I normally wear slacks and a t-shirt, and that's because uh, this is one of the first times I've done stand-up in a while while I wasn't working. Because um, jobs, in addition to supplying you with that fantastic and horrible thing known as money, are also great for curbing hedonism. When you're employed, you have to dress more conservatively, be more polite, be sober, and it just goes on and on, guys. And as a card-carrying hedonist, I am mildly looking forward to being fun employed for at least a little while. Um, so I, um, but besides uh, people, I don't have many things that I really hate. Um, uh, I do. I do have. I do have uh, one like really big phobia, and that's that's uh, bugs. I fucking hate insects of almost all stripes. Like, uh, if I see like a really arty uh, photograph of some rare species on Tumblr, I'll, I'll think, wow, that's that's pretty cool. But the second it turns into a GIF, I'm out of there, <laughs> scrolling like mad. But like, I lose all sense of proportion when I have to deal with bugs, guys. Like this past uh, weekend, I had some people over, and there was this huge fucker just flying around this hornet flying around my living room and it lands on our uh, our light fixture and I take out my umbrella and I extend it like a fucking telescoping nightstick and I just fucking start whacking at it and the whole room's like dude come the fuck down and I was not listening of course uh, my favorite story about uh, something like that is uh, I was over at my godparents once and my godfather had just bought this very uh, realistic looking BB gun which is to say it looked like an actual gun um, and I was doing the dishes and a fucking bee crawls out of the tap while I'm doing the dishes and I back away for a second I just like stare it down then I walk into the other room calmly come back in with the BB gun cock it dramatically and point it right at that bee I didn't shoot <laughs> um, let's see so I was saying this on Friday. Um, I've I feel like I've struggled um, a, a bit to put into words what it's like to have Aspergers. Uh, and I was driving my car on Friday, and I and I this idea came into my head, and I think I've I've really nailed it this time, guys. So having Aspergers is like driving in Berkeley. You get that there was an idea of a system in place. <laughs> you yourself have studied this system, learned its rules, and committed them to memory over a long period of time. And then you see people flagrantly disregarding these rules. And it's very frustrating, very frustrating. And you, get the, you really get the sense that everything could be a lot more streamlined 
that that things could flow a lot better if just a little care was taken to you know address certain issues. And if you guys have ever gotten into any kind of tiff with any Berkeley drivers, first of all, I apologize on behalf of us. Uh, but also, you know, if, if anything from just like, you know, honking your horns at each other to, I should have said that a second ago, really, uh, to full on shouting match, you come away not feeling good about it. You come away feeling like you might have just been dealing with, you know, a, an aspect of yourself. And that, that too, I feel, is, is applicable for Asperger's in most of my interactions. Okay, I'm done. I've got one dumb question about Asperger's. Sure. This always happens. This always happens. All right. Um, in uh, The Guardian this week, they had an article about um, quiet stores. Instead of, like, going to stores where, like, there's music playing all mm. the time and stuff, like, would it be better for, like, an Asperger's-type person to, <laughs> to shop in a quiet store? Um, I mean, here's, the thing is, like, it's, it's really, like, such a case-by-case -case basis. Like, they can address certain things that, I mean, I, myself, I do very much appreciate having time to myself, just quiet my own thoughts, etc. Um, but, like, I don't need that all the time. Uh, but, like, that, so I, certainly, I can imagine, would be a haven for those folks. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I got uh, a comment on yeah. The, yeah, the gun joke. Yeah. Uh, this is a super, I don't know, I, I like it. Uh -huh. uh, you're talking about the, a BB gun yeah. that looks like a real gun. Yeah. And then you're talking about shooting a bee mm -hmm. that you don't shoot. No. So you let the bee be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's incredible. I really like your your Berkeley traffic is like Asperger's. I'm really proud of that more. analogy, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> like maybe throw in a few more tags, but otherwise, like uh, like with traffic stuff, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like, I would, no, I need to definitely develop it more. One of the kids that I nanny um, has, um, she's not, a, she didn't even have Asperger's, she's fucking autistic as fuck, mm. but she loves to play with cars in in traffic. She calls it traffic. It's just a blanket that she smushes up, and then she takes the cars and moves them around, and she plays with the cars, like... That, that kid is in for a really huge letdown when she actually starts to drive. She's never going to drive. Oh, okay, good, good. <laughs> then she can just have this illusion that it's a fun thing her whole life. Yeah, traffic. she plays in traffic all the time there's something interesting about the idea of trying to explain Asperger's to other people yeah. like this isn't necessarily a joke but the concept that the only people who understand it have the job of explaining it to people in a way that other people will relate to yeah which is impossible for the only people who would understand yeah. it yeah. <laughs> something kind of interesting about that you'd know better than I would <laughs> but I'll never know if you get it I, I wish I wish that was a job really I, I feel like I could, I could head up that industry if there's some kind of vacancy there. I, I'd like to know, I think this is just a good premise for you to look b with your fun employment thing, but like what kind of jobs are you looking for? And you could be really silly about it. Like I have Asperger's and these are the kinds of things I'm looking for. I need, if anyone, you know, wants uh, someone to talk to their cat for four <laughs> hours a day or like you could, I, I mean, I'm just making stuff, but you could come up with like a list of ridiculously strange and nuanced jobs yeah. that you could be really knock it out of the park on, you know? 
Sure. Or even just like discussing what it's like to be afraid of a bee and having Asperger's <laughs> and like understanding every single like digit that the bee has on its legs and like how many eyes the insect has and like the wings <laughs> and having the photographic memory of like the bee and being able to like going through the whole yeah. like description of like what that, you experience. Yeah. There, there was actually a, a beehive that uh, was invested in our house a couple years back so that like just totally adds to my yeah. phobia as well so maybe I can throw that in there. Yeah, because like you, I'm sure you understand all the halls and honeycombs in that. Uh, <laughs> but you're knowing not, you, you're not allergic to bees, though. You yeah, don't have. No, I was stung like eight times while those fuckers were in our house. So uh, I found out the hard way that I'm not. But I guess. So no anaphylaxis, no anaphylactic. No, just, no, just that was nice. Gotcha. <laughs> all right. Any other comments, everybody? Everybody good? Woo! Go see Seven Massey on Friday. Yay! <laughs> Show on Friday, it's gonna be a good one, just like every Friday. Uh, all right, your next comedian, super funny guy. Excited every time I get to see him. You guys should be too. Put your hands together for Joey Avery. Uh, all right. Had a nice day today. I've got allergies, which sucks. I never used to have allergies. I've been sneezing all day. I feel like an asshole. Um, but I was at work, and I was talking to some guy in the kitchen, just talking about I was like, oh, I'm sneezing. He's like, oh, do you have allergies? And uh, and I was like, yeah. And he's like, you know what I always do to fix that? He's like, I always, I always go for a run. And I was like, "What?" I was like, "How does how does that work?" And I'm looking. He's kind of like a like a heavier, you know. He's a heavier dude, and he's like, "The way I look at it is this." He's like, "Allergy is kind of a weak disease, all right." And I feel like if I get out there and start running, my body is gonna look at itself and go, "Look, this 250 pound man is trying to go for a run. We better figure out a way to let him breathe." <laughs> Like, that's kind of a brilliant approach to science. I really like that. That kind of like, you know what, fuck what doctors think. I'm just going to go ahead and come up with my own theories. Um, it's, a really, it's more of a social way of looking at it. Like, yeah, allergies is a, it's a privilege disease. You know, you've got allergy privilege. Like, there's no starving kids in serious sneezing. You know what I mean? Bono's never like, we need to get more Claritin to Africa. Um... I don't think that is how it works, but uh, fuck it. You know, science, maybe it's overrated. Who cares? <laughs> I kind of miss that approach where people could just go with a feeling. They'd just be like, listen, buddy, it's going to rain tomorrow. And I'm like, how do you know? He's like, I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> I had friends like that, and I always really thought that was so cool. I was like, maybe they're on to something, and then eventually they'd be like, listen, White people are descended of the devil, and I'm like, okay, I don't know. I'd rather go back to, rather go back to science at this point. I think gut feeling sometimes gets a little sketchy when you're talking about a different group of people. Um, what else? I actually was having this other real. Does this ever happen to you where you're talking to someone and you realize about halfway through the conversation you've ceased listening to what they're saying? <laughs> and just started judging them. <laughs> 
putting together an entire backstory of their life instead of listening to what they're trying to communicate to you. That happens to me at work all the time. I'll be in a meeting with some guy, like some guy who's like a little higher up, and he's telling me about, you know, what needs to get done and all these things that are happening. I'm kind of nodding. And the next thing I know, I'm like, damn, that guy's got a nice watch. He's got a Banana Republic shirt. He's got a hair. This guy's really kind of got his shit together. This guy seems like he actually likes this job. This guy might actually be happy here. He enjoys working at this company. What a strange man. He, I guess maybe he's married and he has kids and that's why the next thing I know it's my turn to talk and I'm like, fuck. I just, just want to be like, I just want to know your story. <laughs> Who are you really? What noises do you make when you fuck? I don't want to talk about this goddamn report, all right? This is dumb. I want to know who you are. I don't want to talk about this. Maybe it's because I hate my job. Um, yeah. Happy Monday. Uh, <laughs> there it is. Um, I don't know. It is weird to judge people. I get super weirded out by that because I know, like, you know, when people judge me, I'm not always come off well on the first go. Like, I've had conversations with every one of my really good friends about six months after I known them, and they're always like, you know, you turned out to be a really good guy. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? What do you mean <laughs> turned out to be? I've been this guy the whole time. And they're like, yeah, I thought thought you were a douchebag, but I can't blame them because, like, I'll realize that, you know, that kind of, I had a moment on, on this Saturday night where I, I walked into my friend's house, and he was having a birthday party, and I saw one of my friends, he got really excited, he was like, no fucking way, bro, no way, and he picked me up, and he ran me into another room where, like, five guys were dancing with a couple very polite girls, and just being, just being, just bros, and then another guy picked me up, and said, no way, and he ran me back into another room, and then both those guys started hitting me, and... <laughs> I enjoyed the whole experience and I had to realize I'm like this is what all my friends think I'm doing when they're not around and I tell them it's not true but it is but being a douchebag is kind of nice sometimes it's it's enjoyable all right that's it for me thank you guys Allergies are, are a privileged disease. There's, yeah. there's an affluenza joke in there. Oh, that's oh. true, actually. Yeah, that is true. The real symptom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a question for you first, and then and then a, a comment. Uh, do you wear that backwards hat at work? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. No, I <laughs> I holster it in my backpack. Okay. okay. And then when I leave, I'm like, I get to be the real me, motherfuckers. Okay, good. Because when you're staring at someone and they're talking and you're judging them, I'd like to hear on the opposite side when people are staring at you at work across the table, what are they thinking of? That's amazing. They're like, this guy with his backward hat just goes to parties and gets picked up by big guys and brought into yes. rooms and high-fives or whatever happens whatever they dream that happens you're like him and his smile I bet he's going out to yogurt park and meeting <laughs> all those girls <laughs> hanging out with 18 year old girls outside the, the I don't know what they're thinking but I'm sure you can go on a long fun tirade right oh that's great okay, no cool. that's awesome Pam thank you <laughs> cool alright thank you guys Joey Avery All right. 
Bites him. Tim, those, pe- uh, those glasses make you look like you just came out of a um, 3D movie extravaganza. They're like that, like you found the free free movie things. All right, everybody. Uh, hey, guys, don't forget, come tomorrow to Brainwash. Your next comedian is a funny lady, and we're glad that she's here at Joke Workshop. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Khadijah Ford. You always do. Pam, you can just say my first name. Okay. It's all right. It's Katie. Oh, wait. wait. This is not on. It's no, it's on. Is it on? Yeah. Oh, it's on. <laughs> okay. I wanted to do something different. I, I, I've been writing and working with this other writer on uh, really putting together a good, meaty, 20-minute routine. <laughs> and I thought, well, I'm going to come here and work on And I thought, no, no, I, I, I want to do something different. And I, I just, I, I want to work on my um, standing on stage. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I wanted to work on, um, in you know, uh, what do you call it? Riffing, riffing. But then I was standing over there, and I was looking at that poster, and it made me think of... Um, Buffy the the vampire slayer and there was this episode that um this older a senior citizen lady and Buffy were fighting this this enormous uh mechanical dick and I couldn't believe that it was on TV and nobody saw it, nobody said anything. So what I did was I took pictures of it, and it really was, it was like, they, it was their monster, and they were like, oh, oh, fighting with it, and, and everybody's mouth was like, oh, and then, then the old lady, she's like, oh, like that, and then I put it on, um, whoops, I, I didn't know I was gonna get physical. <laughs> I put it on Facebook and I thought surely somebody's gonna see that this is a dick and it's it's on like regular TV but it, it isn't so I was um how I got to that story yeah I was standing over there and and I think that's a dick that's a dick in the poster isn't it yeah okay I because I can recognize them I, I I know like when I see one I can point it out. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Um, but I wanted to riff, and that like I want somebody to say something to me. Where else do you see penis? <laughs> um, in my head, I see. This is in your head. I see. I see large penises in my head. <laughs> I want them. <laughs> I know I know this guy's like, I don't know because I wanted to riff. I wanted to like talk to you guys, you know? Where are you from? Oh yeah, I'm from Indiana. Where are you from? Michigan. Are you? You like Michigan? Yeah, I don't like people from Indiana. Really? Why? <laughs> yeah. Uh, are they? Yeah. We, 
Well, you haven't met my family. We're not country. We're just ghetto. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't say that about my mama, my daddy. <laughs> no, I have. I, I came from a, a large, large family, 12, and I'm the youngest. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Wait a second. Are you rolling a joint? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I've never been in it. Well, I'm going to lie now because my brothers grew We sold it <laughs> on the market. <laughs> and that's about the. Am I done? No, I need to have a minute. Okay, so um, let's see. Um, I was walking down the street yesterday in Chinatown. I was just walking. I wasn't whistling. I was just walking. I was, and I was walking, and I was in Chinatown, and I saw a whole bunch of Chinese people. And I was trying to get their attention, right? I was like going. That's right. Nobody, nobody. So I kept walking. And then I saw um, this white guy. He was dressed immaculate. He was just like, don't touch me. I'll be back. But, and I was like trying to get his attention, and he just like wouldn't have it. I was like, you know, he would not have anything to do with me. And then um, these three sisters were walking. Hey, sister, what's happening? And we, we stopped and said, hey, how you doing? And that made me feel good in Chinatown. So I just kept walking, right? I was, and then I saw this um, Mexican guy on my right side. Yeah, right, my right side, and he he made me stop because he leaned back and, and he said, "Hey, what's happening?" And I kept walking. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's too crazy. I There's no joke to this because I was just walking down the street in Chinatown, and that's what happened to me. <laughs> okay, that was my riffing. Yay, riffing! What are you gonna say? Huh? What are you gonna do? Comments? Well, I definitely think that there is a lot to be said for just. Be getting a presence on stage if that's what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like, there's just, that's, if that's what you want to do, I think that's how you should for sure use your time. And I have a really hard time ripping, so um, congratulations. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to do was, was not speak. I did that once. I'll work on that. Oh, really? Yeah, I did that once for like five minutes. Five minutes? Yeah, I had a five minute set and I just stood there. How did it go? I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and get out. I'm not joking. Beat it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got a little of that, but it was just. Well, you didn't have I breasts. Like silence. I was over at the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh, absinthe or whatever the fuck it's called over there on Valencia. Absinthe? And it was back on like an early Tuesday or whatever, like four years ago or whatever. I just, mm -hmm. just got up there and I was just like. How many people were in the audience? The fucking place was full. The place is always full. Oh, is it? Yeah. Were they drinking? Uh, I wasn't. I just kind of stood there. Oh, yeah? You didn't do the, uh, boy, you don't get to start work right away when you get to work jokes. Ah, listen to the guy rolling the joint. I'm doing a lot of bullshit. Yeah, I'll be 
always wanted to try that, just like um, maybe uh, take out my hanky and just kind of dry myself off. But it's not a, it's not a thing. <laughs> it's not like you can you can do it once. But like I don't know how many times you can do that. I can. I I have my card. I can do it five times because I get a hole punch. It's, oh. it's a card that has. <laughs> my bad. See. See. Now you're ripping. See. <laughs> See. Thank you. Thank you for doing that for me. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Get it. Okay. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> ripping is hard. This is a good place to do it. Your next comedian. Uh, comes to us by way of uh, England. He has a fun accent. And he had a great set last Friday at uh, the opening of Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. I laughed and laughed. You guys are going to laugh right now. Listen and uh, come up with things to say for Johnny Isaacs. Good evening, everybody. Uh, I almost got hit by one of those tech buses on the way here, actually. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I was on my motorcycle and I was going up the right-hand side and he just didn't see me and like sort of started squishing me in towards the traffic, the, all the cars parked on the side. And my immediate thought was, oh fuck, this is a bit like uh, like a really quick version of the trash compactor sequence from Star Wars. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, I'm wearing a Star Wars t-shirt. And then I thought, uh, what's happened to me? <laughs> I, used to be, I used to be quite cool. <laughs> that's actually not true, that's why I bought a motorcycle. Um, <clears throat> so... Um, anyway, so I, I don't know if anyone else saw this this uh, last week, maybe. It was brilliant. A really great picture of Michael Buble trying to eat corn on the cob. And um, normally pe normal people eat corn on the cob like this. And Michael Buble tried to eat it like this. Um, like, the, trying to shove the whole thing in his face. It was absolutely fantastic. And I was like, this guy's had some amazing life that he's never eaten corn on the cob before. Like a human being. Um, and then, you know, being a gay person, my next thought was, he's definitely gay. Because that is what we do. Anything phallic-shaped goes in, because you have to practice that shit. Practice makes perfect. As like a tween, you know, getting, you, getting to grips with your sexuality and being really uncomfortable with it and lying about it for a quite a long time, you, you're like, I'll see how this feels. And bananas are good, because they're malleable. Hot dogs, hot dogs are quite, like, slippery, so you can, Easy that they go down the gullet really easily. So I've lost a couple of whole hot dogs down there, which is really it's a really uncomfortable sensation right about here. It's just like oh shit. Um, and you have never ever had brain freeze till you've deep throated a popsicle, by the way. Um, because that is a that is a thing in the gay community, blowjobs are like universally accepted as just how you start and often just how you and often how you finish right from from what the liberal media elite explains to me what I've what I gather from them and uh, TV shows and films there are quite quite a lot of women who don't like giving blowjobs which is really just inherently strange to me because in the gay community it's the other way around like everybody gives blowjobs quite a lot of people don't actually like having anal sex because anal sex is a lot of work like there's a lot of prep that takes place in anal sex because uh, it can go really horribly wrong if you don't prep for that and nobody wants that or mo at least most people don't want that there's a few very select people who are a little bit weird and we don't really talk about them too much um, and I have a really excellent story of how just how wrong Anal sex can go. Not a personal experience, thankfully. This is um, when I was 17. I was playing for quite a um, 
successful rugby team. We were in a big cup final. Um, and uh, on, the, uh, on the day of the cup final, our star player, who's a really, like the, the, the glue of the team, didn't show up. He just didn't show up. And everyone was like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, we lost that game, funnily enough. And at the end of the game, it's like midday on a Sunday, Sunday uh, he, he suddenly rocks up at the end of the game. We're like, what the fuck happened? And all of a sudden, everyone realizes that something really horrible has happened because he is crying. And we're like, oh shit, what's happened? He's like, okay, this is the story. This is why I missed the match. So Kelly was over last night. This is their 17 years old. Kelly was over last night and we wanted, she was like, I want to try anal. And he was like, okay, let's do that. Because that's a really big thing for a 17 year old couple to try. Um, and so they're on the couch and he's like, okay, let's have anal. Uh, and the, his dog walks in. He's like, no, the dog's like really old and sick and just wants to cuddle. And he's like, no, no, no. Shoes the dog out, closes the door and they start having anal, anal on, the, uh, on the couch. Uh, a few minutes in, they've sort of, you know, gotten through the horrible start and how painful it is, and she just goes, she's like, oh, I think, and she just, he pushes it in and she relaxes, and she shits all over him, <laughs> all over the couch, <laughs> all over the white couch, and at that, at that exact moment, they see lights pulling up into the driveway. And they're like, oh my God, his parents are home, fuck. And they just get up naked, run upstairs as quickly as possible. She jumps in the shower as quickly as possible, hoses herself down. And then they come down, they're about to come down the stairs and the wiser, and they just hear an almighty, and his mum has come in and found out, found shit all over their nice white couch. And she goes, oh my God, it's the dog. And, uh, and the dog had been quite sick for a while. A dog that he'd grown up with, this like 15 year old dog, he's 17. And so he missed his big rugby final because they were putting down his dog. Oh. That is a true story. Oh. So anal sex kills. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yay, Johnny Isaacs. Stay up there, comments, comments. Yeah, sorry. Wow, <laughs> that poor dog. I know. Oh, and of course he wasn't going to say anything. Do not say anything. Oh my God, and they thought that the dog, oh, they killed the dog. That's a really Live sad with that and guilt very forever funny. And ever that's, and ever. Wow. that's amazing. That's a great story. All right, comments. I, that, was a, that was a great story. I mean, from beginning to end, nose to tail. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Does any, everyone shaking their heads are like, nope, good story, just as is, absolutely. <laughs> Everyone's saying yes, as is, absolutely perfect. Ooh, Johnny Isaacs, yay! Anal sex kills. Wow. All right, everybody, we have your last comedian here on the Joke Workshop, which means, uh, hey, keep paying attention, give him your best, and take notes so we can give him comments if he needs them. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Ashton Tate. Thank you. Man, I wish I, now all the times I hadn't tried anal sex, I really wish I had. That would have been perfect in this scenario. Um, but uh, any Prince fans in the house? Nice. Uh, I know it's sad news. Personally, I'm more of a fan of Michael Bolton. He's a good guy. Um, I like his stuff. I, uh, you know, I was I was walking here. I think that uh, 
things get uh, easier later in life. Like, uh, I, I, I just, uh, I think it'd be cool to be old and, and uh, have people respect you. Like, I don't know, that'd be pretty nice. Because uh, this old guy, I was driving, he crossed the street, complete jaywalk, and then he just looks at me and he's like, And like normally I would get mad and be like fucking this backpack wearing high school dropout. But uh, I mean he still could have dropped out of high school. But I, I just like him breaking the law made me think like man what should I really value like should I count the seconds in life? Should I just made me think more about life. And so that was cool. I uh, been saving some time. You guys like saving time? I uh, my friend was telling me that uh, shopping at Abercrombie is expensive. But uh, if you don't buy anything and walk around you save a lot on cologne uh, I think that's true uh, I don't uh, I tried to get a massage recently and the lady asked me for a if I wanted the hard stuff she asked me if I wanted a hard massage and I said yes and then she slammed the door and I like realized I couldn't handle a hard massage because I thought I hurt her feelings so um, need more hard massages than that um, but uh, I was at the bar with my friend, and uh, he was he was trying to pick up some girls. He was trying to ask out this girl, and he was uh, his line would be like, "Hey, what are you doing later?" And uh, no girl is really responding to that. So I figured like you should be more specific, you know, like, "Hey, what are you doing when you leave your apartment off 12th Avenue?" <laughs> uh, I know you have work at Banana Republic in the morning, <laughs> so maybe we'll make it a quick night. Um, but, uh, I, uh, you got anyone here? I, I got into an argument, uh, with my girlfriend and, um, it's fun having arguments these days. They're, uh, very relatable to people. Uh, it's cool to like get in an argument and then go, I think you win it by just going past the point of it making any sense at all. You know, like you can't, you can't just say, Hey, you remember back, you remember how it used to be? Like if you just keep going and you're like, Hey, remember how it used to be when I was 12 years old and my parents tucked me in at night and we parents packed our lunches for school and then we found out 9-11 happened and we were in seventh grade at that point. You remember how it used to be? And then it has nothing to do. And another way you can win an argument is by just saying uh, now after uh, something you just said. It really makes it seem as though you know what you're talking about. Um, now, so if we can um, try that. But um, I don't know where I was going with that. I, uh, I, uh, when I was 12 years old, I fell out of a two-story tree and hit my head on cement. And uh, it taught me that what doesn't kill you makes you uh, forget. <laughs> so that's, yeah. What? Me uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's fine. Um, I thought you said cement. Oh, no. Cement. Cement, the old plaster. I think that's cement. All right. Um, I have uh, thin walls in my house so I can punch them and feel strong. That's what I do. But um, I uh, someone was talking. Uh, everyone's talking about their their work. You guys, anyone have a day job where you uh, mix your comedic mind with your uh, normal situation? Yeah. Because uh, my manager today, we were having a meeting, and I hadn't asked anything for 45 minutes, and he said, uh, "Ashton, surely you have a question." And I was like, "Yeah. When is the meeting over?" And uh, that was that was my question. So that was cool. But um, I think. Um, 
I think it's great how you can, if you're in a situation and you say something embarrassing but no one notices, you can say like, oh, I'm just asking, I was just for a friend, you know? But it's uh, that, that only works in like situations where you kind of ask a question. You know, it doesn't sound as good if you're like, hey, so last night I kind of had a dream that I gave a blowjob to my boss. I'm just uh, telling for a friend. <laughs> so it doesn't sound as good. But um, all right, well, that's my time. Thank you very much. My name's Ashton. <laughs> Ashton Tate comments. Uh, with your saving time bit, I thought there was a, there was a joke like time is money, and therefore technically you're saving money as well. Okay, cool. Since you do a thing about saving money, by yeah, yeah. I don't have. I thought it was a really good set, so I don't have any major comments. But it it might be funny to tie in the um, where you said uh, the about specifically talking to girls, like when you leave your house and go to work at Banana Republic. If you change that to the store you were talking about earlier, I already forgot what it was. Where you said you save money I'm from. Fish. Yeah, because then that makes it just sound like not only are you trying on cologne, you're also stalking the people uh, who work yeah. there. I don't. I, I don't know. It's, yeah, but just saying the word Banana Republic is really funny. So, so I don't know what, what's the greater sacrifice. <laughs> I was just thinking sure. about um, like how you were talking about like just more like tags and follow-ups because you already got like one joke, but you're already, there's like more jokes sitting right there. Like how you talking about like old people breaking the law? You should talk about like how they break the law in other ways and shit. You know what I mean? Just keep tagging and tagging and tagging. Just okay, gotcha. Moving, you know, keep the set, stuff like that. You know, cool. You know? Stuff like that. All right, for sure. Thanks. Yeah. All right, thank you everybody for yeah. sticking around. Appreciate it. Uh, since we have four minutes left, does anybody have um, any upcoming shows they're doing this week that they want to plug? <laughs> plug plugs for upcoming shows? Anyone? Hey Pam, how would you get up and do four? Oh, I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any new material. Oh my god. Your shows. <laughs> right, I can plug, I can plug all my shows. I mean, I don't know. It's I just, I just thought that if there were other people that had shows that you could plug them this week. Um, Fantastics is every Friday from 8 to 10. Uh, tomorrow is the Brainwash show, the Mutiny Takeover. Uh, it's uh, an open mic sandwich, so open mic showcase, open mic. And I'm going to be doing the sign-ups a little bit differently uh, for the comedians that are in the house. So uh, it's an 8, 6.30 sign-up and an 8.30 sign-up for those two open mics. And a really good showcase in the middle with Alex Davenport out of L.A., Clay Newman, and Stephanie Silverman. They're all going to be doing 15 minutes. Uh, I'll be hosting the whole night and eating my free burger which makes me really happy at Brainwash for doing that. Um, other upcoming shows. I have a weird, this is a weird thing I'm doing next Tuesday. I'm reading poetry at Pegasus Books in Berkeley. Uh, so I have a poetry reading. I haven't had one of those books in a long time, but uh, that's exciting. Let's see what else is in my calendar besides Pamtastics. Uh, on the 10th, that's the poetry thing. On the 9th, I'm a host. This is exciting. Next Monday at 9 o'clock, I'm a host for the uh, Wheel of Karaoke at the Makeout Room. Really fun show. Really great stuff. Um, you can go sing karaoke or uh, that kind of thing. And then I'm babysitting. And then I'm babysitting. God, I babysit a lot this week. Don't really want to promote those shows because it's not a show. Uh, I'm a host. Wheel Karaoke is at the Makeout Room on 22nd and a mission uh, every other. It's the second and fourth 
Monday of the month, so I'm doing it that time. What, what other shows am I booked? I gotta be booked on something else, right? No, let's see, the 21st. Oh, I'm on Cheaper Than Therapy on May 21st. So that's fucking exciting as fuck. They just got mentioned in that thing about being like one of the best comedy places. Also, I'm at the Swingin' Door on Monday the 30th, so I'll be looking for a, um, a host for that night. Anyway, yeah, that's my upcoming shows. But uh, every Friday here at MutinyRadio.fm, it's Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. And before that, it is happy hour. So um, you guys should come and be a part of that. that. My voice just cracked. Thanks so much for being a part of Mutiny Radio's joke workshop tonight. And we'll see you guys next week. Yay! stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good. Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
like you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com. With 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts, you won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast guy, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at mutinyradio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival.
Hello, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with uh, me, Mike Spiegelman himself in, in the flesh, and I'm very excited to be here. Uh, this is episode 34, I believe. Uh, living time dated is the 29th of uh, January. Where the state of our union is slightly chaotic. I'm very excited. I'm quoting Jake Tapper every Sunday. Uh, very excited to have Pam Benjamin. Hi. Hi, Pam. I love your new theme song. It is amazing. And it's your old theme song gets in my head and usually in the shower. And sometimes when I'm trying to go to sleep and all I can think is, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. I mean, it gets, it's serious. I'm not even kidding you. It gets stuck and it's just in there. Well, I have to, that is our co-host Carl. Carl all those songs. Thank you, Carl. Carl for writing yeah, great songs. Yeah, that one is definitely a earworm, as the kids say. Yes. Uh, why kids say that, I don't know. I, it's because they probably think there's a creature like that called an earworm. I mean, why would kids... Well, I, I guess it's a terrible thing to imagine something screwing into your head through we, your... I would accept uh, ear maggot. Ear, oh, God, that's way worse. That's way grosser. Yeah. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really excited to have you guys here. Uh, we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. The premise is that let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. So, we rebroadcast this, air this live every Sunday, 2 to 4 Pacific Standard Time, PM, here on mutinyradio.fm. Just go ahead and click. And we do have our phone lines open if you... Uh, Next week, want to call at the same time? You may, but if you're here listening live, call in 415-550-0511. If you are not listening to this live, I hope you're listening to this through our website. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube.blogspot.com. YouTube and Blogspot are both owned by Google, and they haven't even noticed yet. So I love them. <laughs> I love, you get I love in trouble them. for that? They'll let me know. Yeah. But uh, go ahead to that website, and we will have a link straight to uh, uh, Mutiny Radio's uh, RSS uh, MP3 podcast feed. Sure. And you can listen to the latest podcast while watching the embedded movie. It's so cool. So, uh, man, I just love to run my mouth. But if you go to YouTube, <coughs> happy uh, Chinese New Year. Thank you. I have not eaten my mooncake yet. You did not have your mooncake yet? No, but I do enjoy the weird Chinese sweet thing that is not always sweet with the egg yolk on the inside oh well, yeah there's some great stuff i uh, i'm a fan of the kind of bean soup type dessert gotcha so uh but anyway not change the subject uh let's change the subject uh there's a, a director named johnny toe t-o and he's directed or co-directed about 70 movies and uh every year he does kind of a traditionally he'll do a movie before the chinese new year that is a comedy i was gonna play his great great gangster movie which is available on YouTube. Uh, but uh, before I do, I'm going to go ahead and before I even start the show, because even though we're live, I didn't really prepare myself. Good work. Good Johnny, work, Dad. I'm going to go ahead and write help Johnny Toe and see if... Uh, uh, Johnny, so Toe with a T, how do you know it's pronounced Toe? Because that's the way you decided Oh, T-O? That's because that's the way I've been pronouncing it for like 30 years, oh. 25 years, so I could be an idiot. Uh, no, all I got is Johnny Cash, so I guess that doesn't really help. It's, uh, and then he did a movie called Fat Choy Fever, which I did see. Fat Choy Fever. It's that, about what can it possibly be about? Fat Choy Spirit. Maybe it's Spirit. Is, that, is Fat Choy, was that like a, an, an emperor or something? No, like Gung Hai Fat Choy is Happy New Year. Oh! 
Welcome but to this, Detroit, right. but this one is actually about uh, a Mahjong master. Actually, you know, let's go ahead. Before, oh, before we start, can you mind pulling up four? Let's go ahead yeah, and watch absolutely. the trailer to this movie because I don't see the full length movie of it. We're going to stick with the mission by Giant Toe because we're in the mission. But before we do, uh, see, they got the Mahjong going on, the yacht. Celebrities, double egg sandwich, and he's, he's placed an order while running through the, um, a restaurant. So the four-star movie house in San Francisco shows a lot of his films, and a lot of people come. And when I saw this at the four-star, this Mahjong movie, a lot of people in the audience know the game inside and out that they were laughing at all the inside jokes about the place. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of a. Uh, King of Gambler, uh, Gambler, uh, King of Gambling, uh, send up. So they're they're playing mahjong. See, they got a mahjong table and. Uh, Can you like this movie without liking mahjong? Yeah, I thought it was hysterical. I mean, the thing is, it's a Hong Kong movie, so the jokes are not gonna. For me, it's you know. Right. They all just put on red underwear and sat down with, over their pants. I guess that's Chinese humor for them. The good old red pants joke. I've heard of that. I've heard well, of the good old red pants. It's just there's a lot of pop culture references that I don't get. Right. But I I absolutely love it. So uh, Cantonese. Wow, the dulcet, sweet tones of the Chinese tongue. All right. All those great, weird sounds and tonal languages. Well, that's what I guess we'll be listening to because this movie does have subtitles. Wow, so I didn't know. Dude, I'm hungover. Aaron, you're going to make me read? This is crazy. Okay, uh-oh. I can handle it. I can handle it. Sorry, that was the start of the movie The Poker King, which just popped up. Another Cantonese. uh, There's so much. I had no idea that there was this vast treasure on the YouTubes of Cantonese films. Oh, my God. It goes so deep. I I can't even conceptualize how deep uh, the the YouTube library is. So let's go ahead and let's start this movie. This is a film by Johnny Toe, and that's J-O-H-N-N-I-E, and then his last name is T-O, or maybe it's two. I I mispronounced his name. I'm sorry. Uh, It's a film called The Mission. Uh, This is probably his best-known American movie, and it's available on YouTube, and uh, it's great. It's, uh, if you love cities, if you love movies with no plots, or (laughs) just, well, gangster movies always have it. So uh, go ahead and type in The Mission, Johnny Toe. T-O, I-E. When you first and then, said the mission, I was thinking, like, we're in the mission. How appropriate. Yeah, this, happens we're to broadcasting be. from the mission. I did think of that. So the mission 1999 slash Johnny Toe, and the subscriber who is posting it on his channel, his channel's name is PSP. E B six. So go ahead and click it, and once you see the screen, hit the pause button immediately while it buffers. Buffering, buffering. Do we, uh, are you going to... Give me any, and it's going to kick right in. No plot. Okay, so well, no, no, there is a so uh, we'll, a we'll loose plot. Let's start the movie because it is a an hour and a half film, but yeah, it's of gangsters who their mission is to protect a gang leader. Protect gang leader. Oh, you know what, I have, what am I doing here? Let me hang on a second. Did you press? Did you All right. press? So let's go ahead and do it. So I'm going to count down, and when you hear go, let's go ahead and click the play button and start our movie. Three, two, one, go. We are in. We are live. We are deep right now. There are yeah, Chinese symbols on the screen. Yes, and the English symbols. Oh, I got the sound up. That's all right. I'll, I'll keep it on for a little bit. All right. 
Uh, so usually you would watch this movie in the, uh, it's in 1999, so video cassettes were still prevalent. But usually uh, they had a problem with Hong Kong movies during the late 90s because people would get bootlegs of the film when it came out. So when the mission came out, it was or one of his Hong Kong uh, it's Chinese New Year's movies, uh, people had already seen it because they had purchased a t- uh, an illegal bootleg. And when you it, and that's like when someone I mean back in those days there weren't cell phones right so right. nobody was like holding up their cell phone and taking you, the movie. You it could was go like to the movie house. You could go to the movie house and see it, or you could buy a copy off the street. But if you bought a copy off the street, it was because someone went to the movie with a camera and sat it in their lap, right? And they Maybe. just they, that's how they filmed it. Yeah, or they got it from China. I mean, or, from Hong Kong. I mean, they got the original version. Because uh-huh. it's already produced by that point. So, but this, uh, he's made a lot of very funny uh, comedies, him, him with his partner, uh, and uh, we're just going to watch The Mission, which is basically, it uh, starts off with Dance oh, Dance Revolution. Right. Yeah. God forbid. Classic. Classic. Well, you got to have every Hong Kong movie at an arcade. There we go. I, I didn't realize that the Dance Dance stand up and what is the Dance Dance Revolution or what's it called? Dance Dance, dance Revolution. Dance, Revolution. I didn't realize that was the late 90s that that, that existed and was so popular. Oh, it was around during the 90s for sure. And they had these crazy monitor dance stuff. It's a great it's a great game because it works in an arcade. It, it takes up physical space and it causes an attraction that people want to watch. Is that Sai? Is that that guy? Is that that guy that did Gundam style, Uncle Gundam. I don't think it's Sai, no. Okay. There's <laughs> so is it Sai Korean? Uh, oh, it's Cantonese, I see now. Okay, all right. Well, but the thing is that, I mean... I all right, so we already had a swipe. He's out there. He's walking around the city, having a smoke and drinking. And Hairstylist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And now we just... Camera goes to the, a different store away from the main character. And now this is this guy. Hey, this guy. So what I do like about... Oh, the star wipe began. No, and no point. Just he's a hairdresser. All right. Well, we're watching a man walk down the street and then the people surrounding him. I see. I, it's, and he's the gang leader? He's the special guy? We don't know yet. They haven't well, revealed that yet. I, you know what? I think he might be one of the uh, assassinators. assassinators. Is that what oh, it is? Assassins. 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 Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like the baby-faced assassin. <laughs> Look at this guy. This is. He's taking. He's a. That's some interesting hair color for a for an that's man a raccoon, Asian actually, persuasion. This is actually, if you're a big fan of uh, Guardians of the Galaxies, that's the raccoon on his head. <laughs> that movie. He's going to have a little wisecrack. So, his hair is voiced by Bradley Cooper. Com- completely non sequitur. Like this movie last night, I befriended a raccoon on the street here outside of Mutiny Radio. Really? You know, like I, on the web, you became I, Twitter I fans? Became, no, I, I fed a pastry to a raccoon and I it, its little claws touched my hand and then I touched its fur its fluffy fur and it was so cute and maybe that's why I feel sick today I don't know right because it bit you no it didn't bite me but it talked to me I mean it didn't talk to me it it, it ate a pastry <laughs> with me and I befriended so a you made a pastry with a, with a feral raccoon <laughs> I fed it to the feral raccoon oh, as a right. pastry and it was so cute he's got his little fingers he puts him out did you recreate that scene uh, from summer school when Mark Harmon feeds his dog peanut butter he no. licks it and then licks it off his own hand and he says hey wonder Mo, we should get some bread <laughs> did you do that to the raccoon last no, night i didn't i no. didn't no. any other feral animals you encountered last night um george is kind of feral he was hanging out george He's kind of a feral animal george is kind of a feral animal well there you go yeah 
All right, so here's Pee Wee Herman. He's oh, at a right. bar. Uh, buddy. I am really interested in how these people are expressing themselves with their hair. I didn't think that that happened. I don't mean to be racist, but I just didn't know that Chinese people could do that with their hair. It's exciting. I didn't. I just. I'm sorry. I don't mean to well, be so close-minded. It's all CGI, to be honest with you. So. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah. Well. Uh oh. Some oh. lobster beat his hand up. Protection that, money. That guy looks familiar. They're all tough gangsters. You probably did. You go to a, a gangster con? No. Oh no! Don't do that. It's too late. As a. Uh, all right. Hang on a second. We're gonna do a time check. Sorry. It's all right. We're gonna pause. Hang on. We got. We just buffered. So, go ahead to 446. 446. All right. And then uh, you have 4:46, and we'll count down. Three, two, one, go. So we're at one night at Roxbury. There yeah. is uh, Will Farrell, uh, Chris Kattan. I'm really excited about their floral wear as well. This is it's um. What is love? Oh, they're at the Hyde Park, which must be in Knob Hill. Was this, this filmed in in San Francisco? No, this is uh, Hong Kong. Okay, I Hong Kong. I believe. I mean, I could be totally ignorant of this, but one thing I do like about the city is that it's the, the mission. mission. So we're in the dun, mission. Dun. We're in the mission and here right now. This is not the Daniel Day Lewis movie. No, well, when you said the mission, I was like, oh, what is this going to be about? And I thought maybe that's the Daniel Day Lewis or something, but but nay, we've got a gun you, in our face. Were you ah! were you against doing this movie, Pam? Were you like, uh, uh-uh, I ain't mission you. I ain't missing you, you at all. I ain't missing you at all. I love that song, karaoke. That's a good karaoke song. Thank you. That for is a good karaoke. I should write that down in my book. Speaking of karaoke, the movie after the opening credits starts out with the aftermath of a gunfight in a bar, and uh, it was a karaoke bar. They was a really bad singer. Oh, and this they guy's just show. shot everybody. It's a Super Bowl, which I reminds that's next weekend. Super Bowl, Super next Bowl weekend? show, yeah. Oh, I, you know what? I am so excited that it, the NFL is almost done, so that I can have my boyfriend back. Oh, your baseball boyfriend. Boyfriend's back, and he and and I I like to watch basketball, so that's fine. But this whole NFL thing, really, I'm not into. I'm more into the the drama here with these guns being drawn than I am to. NFL. Well, th- yeah. Boss, I'll cover you, go. So we got a bunch of guys with guns and shooting and wow. blood. Oh, oh, and she's protecting, of course, using a, uh, it's a, a steel enforced waiter tray. This is a ba- it's a basketball and neon lights. And there's a Raiders. Raiders. Look, Raiders logo. Oh wow, Raider Nation. Raider Nation. Look at that. This movie. They're everywhere. This is an American football bar. Raider Nation. Oh, look, the P, is that the PBR girls? No, There's a P-R-G leg for the letter I, girls. They do look like girls, I'll grant them that. So this is a sports bar. You notice the TV sets are all kind of showing staticky images. That's just because it doesn't line up with the, the film that's recording the movie. Uh, well, they didn't they, but they already shot out the TVs. Well, that, you think that's that would what be happened? stupid. It would be stupid to shoot out the TVs because... Why would you care? I mean, <laughs> like, why would you, it's not like they're, I mean, you'd shoot out the cameras, but not the TVs. I mean, you would be asking for it if you're, someone's watching the Raiders and you shoot out the TV. Right, yeah. Yeah, it would not, it would not be a good thing. Again here with the interesting hairstyles. This guy, yeah. Guys. Well, he's, got, he's late for his job as editor at the Daily Bugle, <laughs> where he's going to yell out at young Peter Parker. That, that, okay, so cop number two there needs to do a little work on his gun work. That was really sloppy. Are these cops? Aren't they? Yeah, I guess so. They don't, they look like. 
Hey, this guy looks like a cop, right? How about the, the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl restaurant? restaurant? There it is. Now hey, wait, we know. How many times has the Raiders gone to the Super Bowl? Like two years ago, yeah, that's it? In 1999, were they like Super Bowl restaurant worthy to have their, their poster up against the wall? Well, I think that Raider Nation is so vast that it spans across seas. Yeah. And um, it's here on YouTube. And yeah, here it is on YouTube. So if you're from the Raider Nation uh, legal department, uh, I would sue to get this movie off YouTube. Yeah. Uh, this guy is super smooth. This is the way I walk around with a gun in a restaurant, yeah. uh, kitchen restaurant. You know what the great thing about shooting in a restaurant yeah. kitchen is that the craft services is like right there. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't seen any karate yet. There hasn't been any like literal ass kicking. This movie is about gangsters and these gangsters have guns. These gangsters have guns. Yeah. See, all of my racism is coming out against. I, I, this is my first right. Cantonese film. These uh, so he there was uh, during the nineties there was a big interest in films from Hong Kong. I would say partially when uh, Reservoir Dogs came was revealed that it stole a lot of its movie from from a different movie called uh, City on Fire. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a uh, Ringo Lam director, and he was one of these directors from Hong Kong during the nineties uh, that cranked out a lot of movies, and uh, of course, a lot of them did have success here in in America and Hollywood, uh, and then some just kind of disappeared. They, they all kept making movies. Johnny Toe has been making movies like just two or three a year. Wow. Yeah. And uh, they've, they vary. This is his classic kind of gangster style movies. But the comedies are broad and crazy. One of my favorite movies he did was called Love on a Diet, which is a big hit. And it was a woman in a fat suit. And, wow. And it was really funny. I mean, it was a fat suit comedy, but I, I thought it was funny. Wow. Well, and we take all we take all our ideas from them. Patsy comedies are really bad, though. It's, I know. It's yeah, the Cameron. Di what's the ca is it Cameron Diaz that's in the one that? Oh, uh, there's. Uh, it was it Gwyneth was Paltrow, right? Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. Shallow Hal. Shallow Hal. And Fat Gwyneth. With Frank. Fatsy yeah. Gwyneth. Fat and Bridget Jones Diary, I believe she maybe at least for the first movie wore uh, fat suit. Wow. Wow, I didn't know that. That's an interesting little. Uh, Mike Myers wore a fat suit for Fat Bastard. Yeah, duh. He named his character Fat Bastard to boot. Uh, Big Mama's House. Right. Right, those are fat, fat suits. Fat suit comedy. Uh, I like, but see, now that's the thing. If you've got a cross dressing black man comedy, fat suit comedy, that's different. Yeah, what about white chicks? Well, I was, I mean, Shallow Howl was like, was, I did not. I did not like it that much. But I'm not surprised to know that Quentin Tarantino stole his idea, of course, from some cool, like, well, Cantonese movie. Yeah, well, that's like, the it's idea. So, it's so, that's such a Quentin Tarantino thing to do. But, I like, I'm, I'm going to watch these obscure movies. I'm going to watch tons of them. I'm going to write my own just like it. <laughs> Yeah, is that your Quentin Tarantino? That's my Quentin Tarantino. Okay, well, here we are. I'll, be, I'll do my Charlie Rose. Hello, welcome to Charlie Rose. Uh, we have a special two-hour special with my guest, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino, why is this color uh, sky blue? Well, I see, when I, I started, I actually, I made this guy. I was going to get him excited. I was going to do this color of the sky, and I was going to bring it. I'm going to bring it, and I'm going to bring, bring it. We're going to roll some dice. We're going to chop off someone's finger. We're going to take a story. We're going to take another story. We're going to take a story from old dog. We're going to take it. We're going to take it. We're going to steal it. Uh-huh. And uh, what's your opinion on Brian De Palma? <laughs> so uh, one of the things was, the, it, this is on YouTube, so there, a guy, no relation to, is a different Mike White. There's another Mike White who is a writer-director. It's a different gentleman. He made a film called Who Are You Trying to Kid? Uh, and it was showing side-by-side -side scenes from Reservoir Dogs and Sitting on Fire, showing the whole thing about a cop being a fake cop and the, getting the camaraderie. And that, so they showed scene by scene, but 
he's always now just known for ripping off storylines. He he's kind of a pop culture Cuisinart, you know, who takes different ideas and reappropriates it, whatever. I mean, even uh, the last movie he did was kind of based on a storyline of a TV western from the fifties. Oh, uh, Hateful Eight. The the idea of these gangsters being these uh, thieves being held up. By the way, wouldn't you want to live here in this movie? It, in it, well, I'm not a big fan of minivans, but uh, it's, I mean, it, minivans. It looks like a cool. I don't want to. Yeah. And looks, Hong Kong looks like a cool place, I suppose. We were watching these gangsters on our freeway or our highway. I guess it might be a highway. They might have to pay for it. I'm surprised that I thought that uh, they were so more overpopulated. It seems like they have a lot of open spaces. The interesting thing about this movie is that a lot of scenes in in, uh, in the city in Hong Kong, there's nobody there other than the gangsters. And we'll have scenes where it's like three in the morning and it's just them having a right. gunfight. Yeah, and maybe it's on a maybe it's on a lot. You think they have sets and lots like Hollywood? Like there's a Chinese Hollywood, it, like a Bollywood, but maybe a. The Chollywood? I don't know. I've never been to movie sets, but from what I understand, like if you need like a uh, 1900s New York City, they have several blocks. Or if you want wow. a Western town, they have several real life, uh, real real life blocks. Well, this is clearly in a hotel. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm what do you think of her hair? Um, it's pretty. It doesn't. It's, it's, she's it's regular. It doesn't surprise me in any way. Smuggling a couple of steaks in there, I think. Brother. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying their their period uh, furniture though. That's that's nice. Yeah, this is like Ethan Allen quality furniture yeah. right here. The salesman like must have upselled them when he when he bought all his uh, set there. Well, they Ethan Allen actually moved a lot of their manufacturing to China so they wouldn't have to to go that far. Well, there you go. So he probably picked it up before they sent it to the states. <laughs> <laughs> I like the the bear rug he has. All right, here we are. We're at Parkinson. Parkinson. That's a terrible name for a store. Well, it's a bar. Oh, that's uh, even worse because you've got, the, I mean, you drink so much, you get the shakes. Or maybe, yeah, right. It's a coffee house. It's a coffee off. house. There you go. Yeah. Right. The blonde. See, even he mentioned the blonde hair. Well. Oh, yeah. Oh, so it's a barber shop. And I guess this, uh, maybe this barber is like a gangster barber. I, that is now that is a movie I'd like to see. Oh no, there already was. There was Don't Mess with the Zohan. Oh right, he was. He, he was, was a, a gangster yeah. barber. And he nothing is new. You know they're making a sequel right now. Uh, he's detained at the airport trying to get to the states. <laughs> Zohan. <laughs> By the way, uh, Pam, you know there's seven countries that people can suddenly not go back. So which has, does affect. Me, it affects people I know, neighbors. That's insane. Well, you know, like, so let's say you're a resident and you go and you visit your home country of Iran. Now you can't go back. Now you can't come back here. Yeah. So your apartment in San Francisco, say, you can't go back to it. Whoa. So, uh, but you can listen to muniradio.com. Whoa. I've been hearing about that, that that stuff is going on. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, uh... So anyway, that's real time. That's history is happening. History so is happening. Ha- history is happening. So, as much as I do like these movies, yeah. But well, know. it's scary. I mean, it's, we've got a, It's only been a week, and that's the first thing, and, yeah, and the things are going to keep the first rolling. Thing. Well, there's been a lot of things, yeah. but 
the gag order until until we can't communicate, and it's all very scary. But uh, and it's the same. Th- it's the same thing that Hitler did. And so we just have to watch out that we don't become Germans. You know, like because right. there were a lot of Germans that weren't Nazis, and then all of a sudden they're like, we don't have a problem with Jews, and then they're like, they're killing. They're not killing Jews. What? They're killing Jews. Well, like, I I do have to say, it was Friday was Holocaust Remembrance Day, and it was the first time the U.S. president had mentioned the word Jews. <gasps> And he gave a reason saying that when he's met innocent people, there were others than Jews. And that was the same day he signed this order preventing people to come into the country. Wow. You can still listen to us uh, uh, if you're in Iran here at Muni Radio. Yeah, absolutely. FM. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that they mess up with your internet. I know you in China though they have they have different, or in Korea I've heard they have they have different internet, and there are certain things that you can't find or that you don't have access to or that are like illegal. That's great. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I've never, I don't know about Chinese internet. As long as it has Minecraft, I don't care what. <laughs> Do you really play Minecraft? Uh, I'm in a household that Minecraft is played at, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, here's a blondie. So the, the, the big guy is eating peanuts and he's throwing it on the glass table. Even though there's ashtrays you can dump the peanuts at. Well, I mean, this is character development, right? This, this guy just doesn't give a shit. Right, yeah, another character development. It's character development. These suits, by the way, are all flammable. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think they're, they're gangsters that are meeting for the first time. Gangster A, gangster B. Well, one of the things when Tarantino did after the success of Reservoir Dogs is he started his own distribution company called Rolling Thunder, and he, he re-released the cinematic, like, art house release, uh, releases of Switchbait Sisters and uh, Detroit 9000, these kind of fun movies, but he also released a lot of films from Hong Kong that came out during the 90s, these action films similar to this one. This, this is more, I mean, I have to say, Johnny Toe has, has an amazing style to him, and, I, you know, uh, people always say I always play bad movies. But I play movies I like, and I, I love this film. Look how cool it looks. It I takes, mean, it, it, it's, it's. It looks like a Michael Mann movie. Sure. Yeah. Well, Quentin Tarantino's a thief. He's a well, that's not a thief. So when he came out with Pulp Fiction, this filmmaker named Mike White came up with a sequel to his short. And by short, I meant there wasn't YouTube to watch it. Now it is. You would have to get a video cassette, a dubbed copy video cassette from your friend of, you know, weird stuff. And that's how I saw it. It was on a tape with the uh, Star Wars Christmas special and the Brady Bunch Live performing wow. at a mall. You know what I mean? Like it was one of, one of those video cassettes. The Star Wars Christmas special is one of the best things ever. Oh. In the universe. Did you see? I saw it as a kid. Yeah, and when they visit Chewbacca's family, uh-huh. and his wife and his kid. Yeah. And the weird little—it's—it's it's so great. It's so great. Poor Carrie Fisher. She looks like she's so coked out of her head. It's she, great. Well, I think maybe it's just because it's video that everyone looked a little bit awkward. I, I do remember going back to elementary school the next morning, and it was the equivalent of like an elementary school water fountain, and we're all just like, what, what was that? Did you, did you see that last night? Because there was no like making gifts on the fly for your Twitter feed. It was just you had to wait till the next day to go to school and tell people, talk about it. 
and then it disappeared. And so it was on these tapes. And so uh, Mike White made another film following Pulp Fiction called Quinn and Who Are You Still Trying to Kid? Oh, right. Back and to he took, he showed all the references from Pulp Fiction that he took, you know, uh, Sonny Chiba movies and, and the like. And, but by this point, Quinn Tartino was kind of critically bulletproof from taking other films. He was like the, the Coen brothers. He's appropriating various films. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. He has um, two more films and then he's done. So. <laughs> Whereas Johnny Toe. Johnny Toe just cranks him out. He doesn't. Cranks him out. Doesn't give, doesn't give a shit. What is this film? So his gangster films consist of this. It's people playing around guns. It's not very action yet. Well, you know, they love their, their machinery. He's testing out his gun. This guy's testing out his peanuts. Yeah, he's kind of chunky, too. Maybe that's part of his character development. Yeah, that's why the guy's eating peanuts. It's like Brad Pitt in Ocean's 11, 12, and 13. <laughs> he's eating in every scene. Really? It's a weird little... And it's a weird thing that Brad Pitt does. He likes to eat on film, and it's funny for whatever reason. And if you notice it, too, like in every scene in Ocean's 11, he's got something in his mouth. Hot that's dogs terrifying. and nachos. Well, those movies don't make any sense. Uh, the third, the third one, sequel, uh, threequels are always tough to watch because they're so detached from the original source. Right. It's just about. It's just a vehicle for the actors. Right. And they say, "Oh, people like these characters. Let's just put them in." So I think the situations. Ocean's Eleven was let's rip off uh, Eddie Garcia's Casino, and the second one was let's do a crazy postmodern heist that breaks the fourth wall, and the third one was I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know if I saw the third one. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a, another one, Ocean's 8. No. It's all, all lady criminals. No. Yeah. 8 and 11. Those are uh, gambling crafts games. And, and it's Ocean's 8, and it's going to be like, what, his daughter or something? No, it's going to be, I mean, it might be Julia Roberts, but it's going to be like... Julia Roberts is <laughs> too old for that. I mean, if they wanted to do something like that, they'd have to have... What's his face? George Clooney. It'd well, have to be his daughter. And she'd have no, to be no. some hot 20-year-old. They might not even be related to the original criminals. Matt Damon isn't even... Well, that's what his name was. His name was, his name was Ocean. That was the whole point, is his last name was Ocean. Danny Ocean. That's in the, the Frank Sinatra movie. Frank Sinatra's... All his movies were crap uh, uh, dice references. There oh. was... Uh, Ocean's Eleven. There was... Uh, uh, Robin Hood and the Seven Hoods. Right? And then... I guess there must be a movie with a four or eight in it. Well, know. here's the, here should be the plot of Ocean's Eight. Okay. George Clooney and Julia Roberts have a daughter. She's in her early 20s. And there's some cute guy. Like, like Remember, Matt Damon used to be cute, but now he's too old. Right. And what's up with that Great Wall movie? What, the white guy made the Great Wall of China? I mean, we're talking All about right, China. Now you're so all over the place. Is, there's a movie called The Great Wall starring Matt Damon. Coming up. Yeah. I've seen it on uh-huh. the thing. I saw the posters and I'm like, what? Well, the reason is because Matt Damon is an international movie star and China is the hottest international movie market in the world. So it's a Chinese interest movie with an American white actor. Wow. So. I, I, cause I couldn't even, I was looking at the billboard and I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon. So anyways, 
but yes, we've gone all the way around the horn. Well, no, it, it's a little upsetting. There, there always talks about making uh, Japanese uh, cartoon anime movies into live-action films, and it's a white cast, and it just doesn't seem like that's the point in these movies or the audience of this matter. Like, audiences will watch what it is; they'll watch stories. So, you know, there's a movie with Kevin Spacey uh, called Twenty One. Have you ever seen that movie? Mm-mm. It's so it's a li- true life story about a guy who's an MIT student who figured out a way to cheat in blackjack. Cool. And what happened to him? Except he was actually Asian in real life, but he's not in the movie. Whoa. Yeah. So it's based on his memoirs. I believe so. I might be a total idiot if that's not the story. So uh, we're well, now at a not, mall. That's a huge crux of like the composition of a person. Well, that's just, the story is who he is. And, and to, to quote whitewash it, is, it really is, uh, it, it betrays the story. Yep. So, okay, this no guy. No integrity. So maybe this guy, maybe Jay James. There's the peanuts. This guy's been eating peanuts and, or pistachios or uh, sunflower seeds in every scene. So look, here they are, and obviously it's popular enough to have Gatorade ads, and it's the middle of the night or morning, and they're the only Nobody ones there. Anywhere. No one's there. They're just parked in the middle of the road. So cool, though. I want to move to Hong Kong. My friends went to Hong Kong for their honeymoon. Yeah. I haven't talked to them yet, but they're big foodies. They like to eat. Oh. So I think that that was the whole thing. Is like. Yeah, we'll see some restaurants. Like they eat these soup dumpling things there that it's a dumpling and then you put a straw in it and then there's like molten hot soup inside of it and you suck it out and then you eat the dumpling part. Oh, I love it. I want to eat some dumplings. <laughs> so, but it's like the dumpling is the bowl. It's funny. I, I, I think it's cute. And the other things I've heard about Chinese. Whoa, they just Ooh. shot the boss. Oh no, the boss. They're doing a terrible job. Their they mission, are so really bad. You have one mission. Me. You know that meme, you have one job? Uh-huh. You have one mission. Protect this guy. Yeah, Shun, and he just Shen Young in the back. That's everyone. But who fucking shot him? Like, here we are in a side alley of a major metropolis. And no one else got shot except him. Everyone else is... Well, they, they were some sniper rifle experts. Yeah. Because he's the only one who got shot. That's gotta hurt. That's gotta hurt. That's gotta hurt. So my favorite thing I've heard about the China is that they have these restaurants. Oh, there they are. With... Um, the downstairs is a fish tank and the fish live in the tank and then you pick the fish and then they kill the fish and sometimes they'll bring you the fish they'll like deep fry the fish while uh-huh. it's still alive and it'll come to you and its mouth will still be all that sounds good that's fresh fish yeah it's like dying in front of you because it's been deep fried I would point my gun at it like in these movies <laughs> it's like shooting fish in a barrel <laughs> which doesn't make a lot of sense because if you shot fish in a barrel you'd break the barrel with the, with the bullet Right, but it'd be easy to catch. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're trying to shoot fish in the ocean. Right. All right, this guy has the best dry cleaner in the world, and he's ruining it by throwing suits. <laughs> How did he get the suit? That that is some great trajectory there. It's a yeah former javelin thrower. Well, that's a Chinese they, Olympic team. Those are wires they use. They normally use for fighting. Yeah, I don't think because they're, they're not using it for fighting. They used it for the just for the jacket. So these snipers are on top of it. Looks like a giant parking garage, multi-story, or abandoned loft. Like, isn't there anybody here? <laughs> There's no lights on. There's no There's one like, like no. It's not There's no someone lights. who's it's just gangsters.
There's no tents on the sidewalks. Where's craft, craft services in all of this? Yeah, where's craft services? They, they shot craft services. <laughs> uh, the other uh, cool thing are in on the China Sea, there are these enormous crabs that have huge, huge crab pincers because they eat... Uh, all the dead Indians, because the Ganges River, you know, they f they throw their dead people down there, and then it washes out to sea, and then there's these amazing crabs that eat the bodies, uh -huh. and they have these, and they're highly prized by the Chinese, and they've got these huge monster crab claws, like it's so big, because they eat people. <laughs> That's really gross, and then we then we eat the crabs. Of course, because crabs are delicious. It's the same thing with lobsters; they're all just sea bugs. See, I would be crabby too if I knew I was eating human. Yeah. <laughs> Crab salad. Yeah, here we so go. I'm, Still I'm, fighting. I wonder if other animals eat humans. Like, if they feed, well, they feed in gangster movies. They feed people to pigs, right? Right. In the movie because snatch. Because the uh, pigs can go through a bowl right. of butter. Yeah, and that's uh, and then you can kill the pig and make salami. Sure. Or if you already have the deli, you might as well just take the human and make salami out of out of the human right there. I don't know. Cut out the I middle think, pig. Well, that's true because it's the long pig. That's what they call human uh, in those weird islands where they eat people. Oh, really? Long pig. Long pig. Yeah. That's true because you can put an apple in their mouth. Right. Yeah. yeah. Long long pig. Uh, I'm assuming delicious stuff. In um. The Dark Tower series by Stephen King, he has them eat babies. The crazy, uh. the low men, the vampirish people. They, there's a scene where they go in the back and they're roasting a baby on a spit and has a little apple in its mouth. I'm like, Stephen King, you're a funny guy. So they only eat like once every two weeks. Unless they have to go to the baby market. Right. The super Well, there's market. no shortage of babies. Oh, my God. And just people won't stop well, having I think them. if I knew if vampires are going to roast my baby, I would hide my baby. <laughs> Well, you're a good parent. I hide in a barbecue sauce. You're a good parent, even though you let your child play Minecraft. There must be like a lot of like self safe shelters, and they'll be like have like barbecue sauce well, next to it. And that's the, the, the safe surrender sites where they say you can give your baby away yeah. without questions asked, and that's so they they can just throw it right on the Barbie. That's absolutely right. Then you can just you could just put a, bar, a barbecue grill right barbecue next to grill it. Right next to it, yeah. Well, firemen love to make chili. So if a firehouse is a safe surrender place, you can make baby chili. Firemen sure. Baby chili. I don't know if you'd want to waste baby meat like that, though, because it, I think it is so tender. It would be so tender that to, to cook it for a long time in oh, a stew, stew it. Yeah, would, be a right. would be a real waste. That's like for rancid baby meat. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to any people out there that like babies. <laughs> or was a baby. Or was a baby. Or listening to this show. Or listening to BD Radio. <laughs> Uh, so they're back at the same like side entrance, right? Where they were getting shot earlier, but now yeah. everything's okay. But there's like no cops after. No, there's shootout. not. There's no. They were shooting. They were shooting for like ten minutes, and there's yeah. nothing. There's yeah. empty. Another empty road. I mean, did, how much does he have to pay? Do they just film late, late night when everybody's? You well, know, they confined? definitely. I mean, I'm sure they they shoot on location. They shoot late night, or they they do from day to night shots, where they shoot at dusk and pretend it's daytime. But they they probably get a permit from the city to to shoot a film, uh, and just do it. So it's their call to put extras in the shot. Oh, you know, they could sure. Have, 
people play. And actually, he did a movie, which I did see the Four Star, called Drug War, which is from t uh, 2012. And they do have this crazy shootout in the broad daylight with children and mothers. And, like, just, it's insane. So, I, you know, I give him credit that uh, these films were, it's, it's, it's dreamlike to see a city scene where this gunfire is going on. You don't know there's some sniper in a mysterious building trying to shoot your boss. Uh, and now they're in some big, huge house. So, and that's funny because I've always thought that China is this incredibly overpopulated place with very little space. And <laughs> everyone's sort of on top of each other. And like, he's got a pool. But I it, guess it's because he's such a gangster. It's like the, the dystopia from uh, Ready Player One. It's, it's just trailer parks on top of trailer parks. <laughs> Well, this is a very glamorous place to be, get beat up, I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's a good use of, um, it's a good use of the, the, the with the water and the, uh, on the wall, and it's really yeah. pretty. It's, this guy knows how to fight. He boxed his ears in a couple of times. Kicked him in the ribs. Yep, and then just nimble like a cat, this guy jumps right yeah. up, right up those steps. He says, Come on, let's get out of here and fuck this old man. Now I gotta get my shoes shined again. <laughs> Is uh, this, was this some sort of rival? He said, can you pass the Frank's hot sauce? And he said, what? Tabasco in this household. And then had a big fight. <laughs> oh, and he limps away. This is a Tabasco household. I'll fight you. I, you know, I, Tabasco is not my favorite hot sauce, but I like it better than uh, Tapatio. Oh, tapatio's all right. I like tapatio. It's the old samurai. Yeah. Do you like sriracha? I used to, but I think it's been overdone, and so now I'm not a big fan of it anymore. I'm like, I I nanny for this one family where they bought him, uh, the dad, they bought him this thing. It's just every couple of months they send him three new bottles of hot sauce that are all insane and amazing. And okay. I had one that was habanero and um, maple. Maple habanero. Well, that sounds oh, good. Oh, boy. It was just, it knocked my socks off so good. But I love babysitting at their house because I eat all this hot sauce. <laughs> like artisanal hot sauce, you know. Look at this Tabasco stuff. There's a place called Hot Sauce and Panko in San Francisco. They moved from the, the Richmond District to uh, Chinatown. But they make a wide variety of chicken wings. And one of the offerings, they sell a Gringo Bandero hot sauce, which is Dexter Holland from... Uh, that keep it separated band oh i'll keep it separated yeah yeah i'll uh -huh. cast out land out uh anyway so he has his own sauce and it's a picture of him wearing a sombrero he's the gringo uh, whatever i just said wow and it's pretty decent sauce i have to admit there's the cheese marin celebrity the celebrities do have hot sauces hot sauce is like weird novelty sure bottles of glasses where it'll be like puking dying unicorn hot sauce right exactly yeah. and people will buy it they'll spend like nine dollars on it because they think it's cheeky uh my favorite hot sauce of all time came in a glass bottle with no picture on it because it was from a faraway land uh it was fr it was from one of those islands past like past jamaica like down down there like down uh, in the what is it called shit but uh, it was one of those it's one of those weird countries Cuba. like curacao or something that's gotcha. the name of an alcohol but it's something down there san francisco is an island manhattan 
No, no. But so anyways, it was really good. And it was like, it was this bright orange color. And I, they just brought it back with them from, and I was like, what? I can never get this guy. I think it was just like ground up habaneros. I did go to a, a taqueria in Sacramento and they had their own hot sauce and it was so good that they actually sold it. Yeah. Like in a little squeeze bottle and I had it and then I just bought a bottle and it brought it back to me. And said, uh, I just, oh, look at this guy. This guy, don't fuck with him. It's the Psy right. guy again. This is going to be a fight out. It looks like the PSY guy. He says, Uncle Gundam style. I don't even remember. He only looks like Psy because he has a a nice suit, clean uh, shoes, a really bad haircut, and ridiculous goggle-like sunglasses. He looks Korean-ish. John Lennon would look at those glasses and go, I look like that. Oh, Oh, he's going for the old neck crack. And meanwhile, the rest of the tier is just watching. Oh, he oh, oh he he's a razor blade. Oh, now we're in trouble. SR. This guy's like, I don't know what the fuck I should do. He's like, yeah, uh, I, I'm a bummer. It's a bummer because these white tablecloths. Yeah. Good thing there's nobody in this restaurant. Yeah, there's nobody there. He slit his throat yep. and just casually sauntered outside. Left the uh, weapon at the, on the Oh, there. wow. That's a smart thing to do. Lock, Lock him up, in. yeah. Well, he's going to tumble over. Oh, now you got to get Debbie to queen instead of reset the table, and she's not going to quit. There's only so much Debbie will do. Debbie, their waitress. Right. No, I, I, I gathered Debbie, uh, Debbie does Dallas. Debbie, I, I can hardly hear you, boss. You sound like you got slit. C- can you work a double shift? <laughs> God damn! I wish I could slit your throat. Too late. <laughs> 